0: welcome to good luck Charlie Just like you I'm on the journey of self-discovery and I'm daily trying to learn what it means to find balance create lifelong friendships chase my dreams and invest in my future So here's what I am learning and loving on this crazy path of life I'm so glad you decided to join me Hello everybody and welcome back for another episode of the good luck Charlie podcast. I hope if you are a school student in Australia who is going back to school this next week for the beginning of term three, I hope that you have thoroughly enjoyed your holidays, that you really got a chance to relax and rest, and that you are ready for another term, and we are halfway through the year. Wow. Wowzers. For people who are in Brisbane, I hope that you are all doing okay after the lockdown, and I'm sure all around the world as well, I send love and peace to you all, depending and regardless of what your COVID situation is like. So, This week's episode is going to be all about study tips, tips to do with assignments, how to revise correctly, how to get the most out of school, etc, etc, etc. I am in my final year of high school in Australia and I definitely have learned lots of tips and picked up a lot throughout my time at high school and I'm sure I can do another episode like this at the end of the year after I've done my big external exams and all of those fun things. So, This episode, I am going to tell you some of my best study tips, best ways to focus in class and revise and make revising and studying a little bit easier and more productive and more fun. I'm also going to call one of my friends who is amazing at school and just really good at working hard and like keeping her head down, things like that. And to ask her some of her study tips, I'm also going to share some of the tips that you guys submitted on the at goodluck underscore Pod podcast account, Instagram account. So if you're loving the episodes, head on over and follow that as well and you can be involved and give some of your tips too. And as always, if you love an episode, I would love if you messaged me or DM'd me on that and told me what you got out of the episode or if you enjoyed it, etc. Or leave a rating and review. Anyway, thank you guys. So that was just a little bit of an intro. And honestly, this year I've had the worst study tips of usual. But other than this year, I can say that I have genuinely being really good at studying, staying on top of my schoolwork and revising, etc. So yes, honestly, this year I've had the worst of them, but it's because of burnout and just a lack of motivation. And so my main advice for anyone not in grade 12 is to don't burn yourself out. Don't work so hard in junior years that you have no energy for when it actually matters. Every other year, other than year 12 or I know in America or whatever, it's different. Every other year that doesn't count, it literally doesn't count. I know that every single teacher tells you that getting an A is really important but you actually do just need to pass. And when we started grade 12 at the start of this year, My physics teacher literally said to us, ha ha, you're now on the other side of the inside joke. And what I'm telling you now is that everything for the past five years literally doesn't matter. We just pretended to you that it does. And now you're finally on the other side of the joke. And you can laugh at all the people in junior years who are trying so hard when it doesn't matter. And we were like, okay, we kind of know that. But also that's so rude of you. And like, why would you tell us that now? And we knew it doesn't matter, but we can't go back and change anything about it. So I guess I'm telling you that it doesn't matter all you need to do is pass don't stress so much if you get a B in one subject or something however if you are failing or if you do want to do medicine or something with a really high score something that you need to do well at the junior years are essential for learning really good study habits and ways to make year 12 easier. So like I said, this year I've had not very much motivation and I've been burnt out. But because I have such good habits and such good practices because of all the past years of developing them, even though I've been tired and had not much motivation, I've still been able to get good grades by putting in way less effort than what I've had to the past few years because I have those habits and those things ingrained. So use your junior years to learn about yourself and what you actually enjoy so that in senior years you can actually choose subjects that you are passionate about and that will actually help towards your future. So for example, my younger sister is super creative and she would love to be like an actor or involved in the film media production world, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And so when choosing her subjects instead of thinking about and just doing what everybody tells you you should do to get a high grade like your maths, sciences, Etc. That wouldn't actually help her get any closer to her goal and what she wants. So if she chooses those and did get a high then she wouldn't be any further progressed in her love of acting and her acting skills, in her love of media and media knowledge, etc. Whereas choosing subjects like drama or film and TV, which maybe aren't considered quote unquote as good or successful, or are going to help you get a high ATAR. That actually benefits her and her future more because she's making steps towards that. There's no point doing chemistry and getting a really high mark if you're not actually progressing your skills and your personality in the area or the field that you actually want to be in. However, if you do want to get a high ATAR for whatever reason, if it's because you don't know what you want to do, so you want to have a high enough ATAR that you can kind of get into anything, or whether you want a high ATAR... Um, For a specific job, you need one for the university course. Whether you want a high ATAR just because you like working hard, you should use the junior years to learn study habits and learn the ISMG, the criteria sheets, what the assessment actually wants from you. So then by the time you get to grade 12, if you've done this, you can easily sit down and know exactly what you're supposed to do for that assessment piece, exactly what the teacher wants to read. And in your head, you know exactly what each sentence is kind of going to look like. It almost becomes like a fill in the blank for assignments. You know what they expect from you. You know what they want. You know what the introduction, the body paragraph, etc., etc., should look like. And that's how you know you've done a really good job learning those skills in junior years. It's all just about learning the techniques so that you can employ them and use them better in years where it does matter. This now brings me to the time where I'm going to call my good friend, Lola, who is super diligent at school, super inspiring to me in all the ways that she works really hard and goes after what she wants and just loves learning. So I'm going to call her and ask her what some of her best study tips are. Hello. Hello. Are you ready to impart all your wisdom from so many years of schooling and everything that you've learned onto us? Um,
1: Yes. For some reason, I don't feel qualified to talk on this, but I guess I am. What is your biggest study tip? So specifically for seniors, I wouldn't say this is much of a tip. It's more just something you should work towards. And that's basically being really thorough in your vision and your learning. So what I like to say to myself is leave no stone unturned. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is make sure you're getting every single little piece of knowledge that you could possibly be tested on out. So personally, like I don't just rely on the notes that I take in class or the notes that my teacher provides. I like to read the textbook so I can make sure I get everything. And then after that, Go through the syllabus. Make sure you know what you're going to be tested on. Um, And, yeah, just, like, get everything that's available to you and be really thorough with it. Make sure you give yourself enough time to go through it well Um, because at the end of the day, surface-level knowledge isn't going to get you the marks in the exams. You need to have deep knowledge of everything. And it is a lot of effort, but that's why you've got to make sure you start early, have a good plan, and give each topic enough time yeah
0: love it so how do you set up your plan or like yeah work out your plan to make sure that you're covering everything you know
1: well this holiday is because we're about to go into no okay we have externals in 17 weeks so I feel like now is a good time for me to start planning out my revision for our final exams so like I said give yourself heaps of time in advance and write down a list of every single chapter you need to go through and then every single subchapter. So I counted how many subchapters I need to revise. I think for chemistry, it's something ridiculous like 55 and then divide it by the amount of weeks (laughs) you have and then plan it into your schedule. So I bought a big calendar and I have written down like the chapters I need to do each day. And you know, You're gonna find that you don't stick to it perfectly, like if you use this method, because it's a bit like it's a slog and life things come up, you know, you can't plan 17 weeks of your life, but just to have it there as a checklist and so you can measure yourself to see where you are, because if you're just studying and you'd have no idea of the roadmap ahead of you, you're gonna miss something or you're gonna mistime it. Like for example, I did not realize actually how many how much I have to do for chemistry. Yeah. Um, so make sure you know very well in advance and you're keeping up with it. So yeah, that's my, that's how I like to do it.
0: Love it. It definitely does help because I remember so many times in like grade 10 where I would, it'd be like the week or a few days before the exam and I realized there's a whole chapter and a whole topic I somehow haven't revised. And you're like, how yeah. do you miss a whole thing? But you yeah. very easily can but then it was like grade 11 that I started actually writing out every chapter and sub chapter and like the plan. And then you can't, you can't miss anything because you have it all written down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to know what you have ahead of you. Thank you very much, Lola. Thank you for having me on. So hello, good luck, Charlie community. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. (laughs) Love it. Thanks.
0: Yay. Thank you so much, Lola. Okay. Now back to some of my study tips. So it's all about learning the good techniques. So firstly, the number one most important thing is to always pay attention and listen into class. Ask questions and be involved as much as possible. And this is genuinely the best way to learn because it means that You get a glimpse of all of the content. You get to hear the content. Uh, If you ask questions, it immediately clarifies things. And it just means when you go back to revise, nothing is new, supposedly, unless your teacher missed something, which doesn't help. You have six hours a day that is dedicated to learning. And if you actually use that time effectively, you just saved yourself six hours in the afternoon. And I know it can be really hard to focus in class, but the more you force yourself to focus, the easier it becomes. And if you are like me, even if you pay attention in class, you still won't really know what is happening at the end of the lesson. So go home and read your notes. And again, if you're like me, watch a video. I know that YouTube videos are the best way for me to understand topics because it's so much more concise than what a teacher will say and there's usually diagrams and pictures involved as well and it's way more engaging. So just YouTube search the topic and then I choose the video that is shortest with the most views. There are tons of videos that go for like 20 minutes to explain a subject and it make no sense and are bad so it's way better to watch just like a short colorful five minute video. Um, And I know... The more that you do this, you'll find YouTube channels or individuals that you really like and that teach you best. So I know that some people love Khan Academy and things like that. I personally don't love their videos because I need a bit more color, but I love crash course videos and they're like Melissa Maribel or something. She's a chem tutor and there are a heap of other individuals as well that are like teachers. I think there's ABCD that is really good as well. So that is because I am a visual and an oral learner though. So I love to hear it and see it at the same time and that's how I learn. But if you are a drawer, a creative learner, uh, like you like to do things to help you learn, create a summary page that will help you learn. Do a big mind map of a topic if you're struggling to understand it. Write down everything you know and make it super pretty so that it's fun and you're more focused on making it look good than the fact that you are learning more content that was always, that was my favorite way. I've just dropped chemistry, but that was my favorite way to do chemistry, to make big mind maps. And also it'll help you realize the way that different topics connect together. So it makes it easier to understand the topic that you're learning rather than seeing it separate from all these other things that you are learning about. It helps you yeah, link it all together. So I love creating revision sheets, um, big mind maps, which also then help you with revision. And I guess on that note, a big tip is to organize your books well. Use the same colors, make them look really good and be super diligent with taking notes all throughout the term. This way, it is way easier to read and understand at the end of the term when you go to revise and it also makes it look nicer. I hate looking at and reading a messy book and it makes me lose my concentration faster and that is honestly the difference between me having motivation to study or not. So make your book neat through term and I know it can be so hard to write notes really fast when the teacher is talking so sometimes just maybe write dot points or you might have to go home and read over the PowerPoint and write notes then. But also eventually you'll discover a shorthand with yourself and so I have a huge shorthand That when other people read my books, they may not fully be able to understand everything, but I have a shorthand that works best for me. To do that makes it just that little bit faster, but you can still understand everything. Another thing that makes your books neater and saves time is screenshotting and printing out any diagrams rather than wasting 10 minutes trying to draw a super complicated diagram. This is really great for your sciences, like physics, bio, et cetera, that have like really complicated diagrams sometimes. It's way easier to just print it out and stick it in your piece in your book. And that way also, again, you can feel like you're doing arts and craft and scrapbooking, etc. because it's fun. Do you see a common theme here? It's all about just kind of tricking your brain into work. And it's all about keeping at it continuous, continuously, chipping away to actually get it done. Something recently that I have found super, super helpful is when I am doing maths especially and I come across a question that I don't know how to do, instead of freaking out about it for ages and struggling through it, I write it out on a sticky note and that way I won't lose it because sometimes you do a hard question and you're like, oh, I'll ask that teacher about that. When I see them next, but then you kind of forget which question it is and how to find it. But if you write it out a sticky note, you won't lose it. And then when you bring it to the teacher, you know that you will get it answered. And that will help you with the technique to do other questions like that. It also means that when I'm studying, if I get caught up on that question, I can just write it down, forget about it and move on to another question instead of getting caught up in it and getting all panicky or frustrated and angry. Just move on and be a bit more productive. So some other things that I do to make school and study just a little bit less painful is that I decorate my books, especially by putting a sticker on like the front page. And this way, whenever I open up my book, I smile. So recently, I've had Formula One stickers in my book because I've been loving that. Just that makes me smile and immediately puts me in a better mindset the second I open up my book. Or it could be like a little note from a friend, etc. I also love to encourage myself throughout my book. For example, again, in maths, if it is a super hard question that takes me a while to get, after I've got the answer, I like will write, yes, Talia, go you, whoop, whoop, or something. Or I'll be like, I am so proud of you, keep at it. And this also is good because it makes you smile when you go back through studying. And you're like, oh, my past self was funny and cute or whatever. And to stay focused when I study, I have a piece of paper beside me or I open up a Word document on my computer. And whenever I have thoughts that are separate from study, I'll write it down on that piece of paper or in that Word document. It could be anything. It could be like, oh, I need to remember to text that person. And instead of getting my phone out and texting them straight away, I will write it down so I know that I won't forget about it and I can do it afterwards. And some tips that I've heard from other people but that I don't necessarily use is to time lapse yourself while you're studying. And this is good because A, you can't use your phone. B, you want to make the time lapse super satisfying. So you keep it going for as long as you can. Um, And it also just means that you're concentrated and studying is like the only thing that you're doing. There's this app called Forest and you can set yourself a study timer. From like five minutes to an hour or even longer and while that timer is going you can't use your phone because otherwise the tree that it is growing will die and then after that hour you get to plant the tree that you just spent the last hour growing with your studying. But it's good because it means you can't use your phone. It gives you a timer. So it's super motivating. and means you have to study for that time. It also means that you can go back and see how much you've studied. So for, I used it a bit last year and it was really comforting before my chemistry exam when I was freaking out. I could actually go back and see, no teller, you've done however many hours of study. Trust yourself. Trust that you know what you're doing. It'll be fine. And things that other people do, which I find disgusting and no fun, is printing out the ISMG, which is the criteria sheet and what the teachers mark you off of. Print that out, highlight it, cover all, scribble all over it um, and make sure that you know it really well and explicitly link the ISMG to each sentence of your assignment, etc., so that you know that you've covered it. That is a really good tip, but it's honestly really boring and no fun and time consuming. But it is smart and it helps you to know that you've covered every part of the criteria. Awesome. So that was kind of my general tips. And now I'm going to go into some specific uh, subjects and also assessment types. So to begin with assignments, just get started on them straight away. And I know you hear that from probably everybody and it's cliche, but it is true. And the first word, the first sentence is always the hardest. So once you've done that, you've gotten the ball rolling. So literally what I do the day that I get an assignment That night, I open a Word document and I just write the title and maybe even like my headings and my subheadings. And yes, literally that achieves nothing. But in my head, I know that I've started that assignment and so it makes it more bearable and easy to go to next time. And just like that, you feel so accomplished and like you can do it better. If it's a research assignment, look up a video on that topic straight away. Again, videos is what works for me so there might be something else but immediately try to make that topic something familiar and something that makes sense and next time when you come back to it it'll be easier and more manageable again for me I know that writing helps me focus so for a research assignment I'll print out specific research paper that has like the title of the source where I got it from and then like sections for notes and I write notes on the sources for that Writing it physically means that I'm more focused and also that I know the topic better and that I have to paraphrase it into my own words, which makes it easier. And then after I get all of my sources and all of my notes, I read through the notes and I try to break it up into my arguments for history or like my intro, um, background, evidence, etc. for like your sciences and psychology, I think, and stuff is like that too. And then I use a different color highlighter for each section and I go through my sources again, highlighting which source will go in which section and then I can type it up super easy in an order in what section it is and then I have dot points typed up in my word document all that I'm supposed to do and I can just go through and rewrite them and transform them into sentences and then I have a draft and it doesn't necessarily flow but I have a draft and I have all of my information and it's way easier to go back through and just type it up and make it make sense. If you know your topic well because of reading notes tons of times, etc., it makes it so much easier to write it. And if you're someone who struggles to write things down and to understand and turn what you know into words, explain it out loud to yourself or someone else. But you can literally just talk aloud in your room. And once you say it out loud and understand the way it flows as a sentence, if you were to talk it, it's way easier to write it down. But moral of the story, get started ASAP. And for assignments, always try to hand in a draft that you are completely happy with and that you know you've done your very best on. That way, the teacher can actually help you improve it rather than if you hand in a draft that you know has tons of improvements, um, they'll correct the small things that you didn't have time to finish rather than the things that you actually need help and improvement and advice on. And then with drafts and et cetera and feedback, just ask a teacher how to get it better. If you have questions, just ask. So for exams, I guess I kind of gave advice for those ones before. Set up a study plan like how Lola talked about, revise constantly and make sure my biggest advice is that you are circling back to content. For example, in maths, if I was to do chapter 8 and then study chapter 9, 10, 11, 12 and then do my exam, by the time I do the exam I would have forgotten what I learned in chapter 8 so I need to make sure that I'm continuously cycling back to that so that I don't forget what I learned and everything is fresh in my mind by the time that I go to the test it's really important to practice exam style questions it's one thing to know all the content but it's another thing entirely to know how to apply it, so if you're in Australia QCAA online has practice questions practice exams that you can do print them out or just do them in your books so that you can practice the questions otherwise in the textbooks and the chapters go and do all of the sub questions all of the review questions and just write it out write out what you understand you can find the syllabus on QCAA and other things as well and that again tells you what topic and what you need to know for each subject and you can go through that syllabus and write little notes on everything so that you know that you've got it all covered And then I also think on-demand essays deserve their own little section. So for on-demand essays, there are two things that might happen. For English, you might know your question or your topic beforehand, and you'll have to write a story or a persuasive, etc. And you usually know that beforehand. And so what I do is I just write out my essay, make sure it's really super good because I'm not great at English and I'm not great at grammar. So I'll write it out, type it up and make sure that I know that it is correct and perfect and that my spelling is good because I'm such a bad speller. And then I will just memorize it and write on the thing. So that is one way to do it. For economics exams, history exams, I think like psychology, etc. and is like this, you might get a few sources beforehand and then some more sources on the day. So how I prepare for these exams is... I get the sources, I read them, and then I read them again, and then I read them and highlight the sections that seem to stand out or that all seem to link together. So for economics, I might read tons of sources and realize that they all have to do with wages. So then I'll go back through and highlight the sentences that all have to do with wages. So then I will type up each source and type out the highlighted sections and elaborate on them and what it actually means, that what that sentence actually means, and I'll apply my economics theory or history, theory, or the things that I've learned um, in class to that sentence. And then I will work out which source kind of ties together and I'll write out my basic structure and what paragraph I want to use each source in. So you might have your intro, body paragraph one, two, et cetera, and I'll write and highlight, etc. what I say, etc. so much. I'm so sorry. Um, and then I will work out which source I want in each paragraph. And then using that structure, I'll practice right, two or three or so essays and I don't memorize them because I know I don't have to. I know the theory and I know the logic behind how to write it so I don't actually have to memorize it. So yes, and that is the same for like history, and psychology etc I should have said the subjects that I do is history economics physics I just dropped chemistry um, math methods and English if that means anything to you so then for a subject like history I do the same thing with the sources read them read them highlight highlight and I practice the structure so for evaluation or analysis I practice kind of what sentences they might want me to write for that type of criteria if that makes sense Awesome. So now I am going to have a look at what you guys on the Good Luck Charlie community on Instagram submitted submitted as some of your study advice. So a lot of people said set out timers 7 to 8 PM where you won't study and then plan around that. So this one is focused on the fact that you need to plan your break. And if you have an activity with a friend that night, you know that you have to get your study done around that. Someone said, keep your phone out of sight and reach when you are trying to study. It helps a lot. That is very true. Someone else said, just a friendly, helpful reminder that the method takes care of the results. So you know if you've studied and prepared well that you are almost kind of guaranteed good results. And timing yourself is a real life changer. A lot of people say that it's helpful to even just set a 10 minute timer. And you might go 10-minute timers means nothing. But at the end of the 10 minutes, you're in the flow and you're kind of like wanting to just keep on going and keep on being productive. So that helps. And someone else said, be flexible around your study time. If I wasn't in the mood, even if I worked for hours, I would get nothing done. So it's way better to just do it when you feel motivated because you know you'll actually be more productive rather than forcing yourself to do it when you're going to get nothing done and you could have just had an enjoyable afternoon. I then was super interested to see what type of way that you guys studied best? So I asked, what best describes your study pattern? And I said, do you follow a strict plan? Do you wing it and cram the night before? Do you revise constantly throughout the term so you don't have to study? Or do you get in study groups and discuss it? So the largest one, the thing that most people said is that they wing it and cram the night before. And then people said that they follow a strict plan, but study groups and revising constantly was lower, which I think is fair enough. But it's funny that strict plan and wing it are completely on the other sides of the spectrum. But I guess that's to say that if you do wing it, don't feel too bad because apparently you are very much not alone. Someone that graduated last year said that having learnt from last year, I used to be super pedantic about getting the highest grade and working super hard. But the best piece of advice I can give you is just to settle for your best and your best may not be getting a 24 out of 25 on an assignment. It may be getting that question right that you've been stuck on for ages. Settle for your best because that's all your mind can do without overworking. And that is the healthiest way to get through study and assessment times. So cut yourself some slack. You're doing well. And someone else who has graduated says, Year 12 students, start studying for external exams now. Aim to start intentional revision of all content at least three months before your exams. She says, P.S. external exams aren't actually too scary. You've got this. That is very sweet and honestly, really encouraging. And that is that for now. I really hope that there are a few tips in there that you can take away. Most of it is just learning what works best for you. But here are a few different things that you should definitely try out and see what you enjoy and what does just click and work for you. Um, If you aren't in grade 12, try to take a little bit of a chill pill. Just try to learn to relax a little bit more because I don't want you getting burnt out and having no motivation by the time it comes to grade 12 like I do. Um, if you're in grade 12, I am right there with you. I feel your pain, but I think we can do it together and everything will be okay at the end of the day. And I hope some of these tips helped, especially from some people who have graduated and can look back and reflect and be all the wiser for it. So yes, I would love if you shared this episode with someone else that might be studying, whether it's uni or high school, etc. share it with your kids or your Uh, nephews and cousins and friends and anyone who needs extra study tips or a little bit of motivation you have the you have got this I believe in you you can do it but regardless of your grades regardless of what you get you are loved and you are worthy and grades are not reflections of how special you are or how successful you'll be in life or how happy you'll be And your happiness and overall well-being matters way more. So look after yourself, look after that, look after your friends. But I do hope these tips can help you be a little bit less stressed and maybe a little bit more efficient with your time to overall make your life and your year and your schooling just that little bit better. So yes, hope you have a good week, a good term. And with that, good luck, Charlie. Bye. Good luck, Charlie. But beat up